This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox on 7 to 9 a.m. This is the next one in the series that I've labeled, What Has God Promised You? Do you know the promises God made to you? You know, when I was studying this subject, you know, I thought, well, I know that I, I know some from memory, but I, I started looking deeper and deeper, and I was astounded to find how many promises God has made us as his children. I mean, these are promises that he says outright. These are promises that he says, I'm going to give it to you. This will be yours. Wow. Have you ever asked for forgiveness from somebody and they've turned their back on you? That you were genuinely sorry for what you did and you went to them to apologize and they were indifferent. They were like, oh, please, you know, this is the second time you've done it to me. They got excuses. Just go away. I don't want anything to do with you. Well, if God had that kind of memory, none of us, none of us would have the freedom from self, freedom from sin. But God has promised us that he will forgive us. Okay? If you have your Bibles, you can turn to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And this is what John writes. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of all our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Wow. He will not only forgive us, he will purify us from all unrighteous deeds, everything that we've done. Now, does that mean you get to escape your responsibility? Well, if God has forgiven me, then I can go. I don't have to be in jail. Well, I don't think that's part of the forgiveness thing. God here is talking about your spiritual walk, okay? Your spiritual, your very spirit of life that he gave you. This is what he's talking about. So all the things that you've sinned, You've put in motion the things that are unrighteous and sinful. They're going to come back to you. They're going to come back to you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to hurt the people you love. And they're going to hurt wherever you go and whatever you do. You're going to carry this burden around with you. It's like a sack of rocks. Yet God says, if you come to me, you confess your sins, you come to me, I will forgive you. I am faithful. I will forgive your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. Wow. I don't know anywhere else you can go in the world to get forgiveness. It's not for sale. You can't buy it. You can't negotiate with it. You can't trade anyone for it. It's either given or not given at all. And here God says, I'm prepared to look at you. I'm prepared to look at your life. I'm prepared to look to see Christ standing in your stead. And I, you've confessed this before me, and I will forgive you. If you're in need of forgiveness today, then I'd recommend that you get to your knees and ask God for forgiveness so that he can not only forgive your sins, but purify you from all unrighteousness. That is promised in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. Then God has made another promise, even further than forgiveness. If you have your Bibles here, you can turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Wow. You know, if anybody asks me, uh, Steve, do you think, you're, you think you're a righteous man or not? Well, 
On my own, I can't be. I can be a good guy. I can take care of my responsibilities. Uh, I can make sure that my family is fed and clothed and loved and have a, have, have a, have a place of security. I, I, can, I can do that. I think anybody can do that in the world. That's not righteousness. That's just being a good guy. Okay? But here, Paul is writing to the Christians in Corinth, and he's saying, wait a minute. <laughs> Forgiveness and salvation is more than that. Is more than that. Someone stood in your place to take your punishment. This is the point of the whole verse here. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Someone took our sin upon himself and paid the price. That crown of thorns that Christ wore that was mashed down in his head so deep that blood ran in his eyes and he couldn't see, that crown of thorns was yours. That crown of thorns he wore was mine. The blood he shed on the cross was for me. And God is saying here, I, he stood in your place so that you might become the righteousness of God by having this new life, by turning away from the world and turning all completely towards God, walking in faith with the salvation he's promised us. He says, you are now my righteousness in the world. We're different. He didn't say it's going to be easy. But we're different. We're not part of the world. This is not our home. This is just a stopover. We're at the airport waiting for our flight to be called. That's all this world is. Yes, we have to live in the world. Yes, we have certain obligations to take care of in this world. If you have a job, if you have a, a, a congregation that you're serving, if you have a family to take care of, those are all human obligations that you and I must carry. So, so it's no different than anybody else, but this is not our home. Don't get comfortable. You can't take anything with you. The only thing we can take with us is when our flight is called, is the Son, Jesus Christ, in our life. So when we stand in front of the Father, we have Christ there as our advocate, our lawyer, the one who will turn to me and he says, I know this one. I know this one. He believes in me. She believes in me. She's walked with me. She has been my righteousness in the world. That is a heavy responsibility, but that's a promise of God. What else did God promise us? Do you know what else God promised you? Okay, Luke chapter 11, verse 13, okay? This is what Luke had written. If you then, though you are evil, know how to get good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who seek him? Wow. You and I have been promised the Holy Spirit. We've been promised the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Have you found this world confusing, disturbing, upsetting? Do you find that you find it more difficult year by year to live with the things that the world is trying to bring up and trying to force people to do? Are you happy with that? Well, here, here, God says, listen, there is someone who's going to walk with you. There is the Holy Spirit in your life that's going to, that's going to show you the difference between right and wrong. This is, this is the Holy Spirit who's going to convict the world of sin and keep you separate. We are a separate people, okay? And because of that, the world is not going to like you 
and is not going to like me. The world does not like people who tell the truth. I can remember once there was a young man who joined the work where I worked and everything like that. He was a young, eager man. He'd just become a Christian. And he was a man who came when the time was, when the, when, the, when the doors opened, he was always waiting. When the doors closed, he always left late and everything. But the boss didn't like him. The boss didn't like him because he told the truth. If there was something going on, he would say, no, sir, you said this and this and this in front of other people. Well, he didn't get to last long. It's because he was walking with spiritual sight, not with worldly sight. Now, you and I might take a take a break from that and we say, well, we'll just let it ride. It's not a, it doesn't make a difference, okay? So this is what happened. The boss wanted you to say this. The boss wanted you to say that. The boss wanted this. I'll just let it ride. The guy pays my salary, right? What harm in it? Let him have his way. Well, um, if you are the righteousness of God, as Paul wrote in Corinthians, the second letter to the Corinthians, and you have the promise of the Holy Spirit in your life, it's going to make your life difficult. It's not going to be easy. Nobody promised you a rose garden. The only rose garden you have is the home that Christ is busy building for you, you and me, right now. Right now. Okay, then, what are the promises that God made? I mean, if we've got these rich promises behind us, we can be encouraged in this life to keep being bold for our Savior. So what else did he promise? Well, Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, Paul makes a very curious statement here. He says, think of yourself in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I thought, wait a minute, I'm getting a little confused here. I thought my faith was dependent upon me. It's my faith. I believe in Christ. I follow Christ, yes. But in the measure that God gives us faith, you know, as you use your faith, it's like a muscle. It becomes stronger. It becomes, it, be, it, it becomes more useful. And I think God adds the measures of faith to our life as we serve him, as we serve him. You and I might look at a dead end and say, well, that just can't be done. It's too difficult. It takes too much money. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. And sometimes we just don't give up, but we just kind of pull back a little bit. We don't, we don't get hurt. We don't get embarrassed and everything. But the measure of faith that God gives us can make that dead end look like a highway. According to the measure of your faith, God has given you. And I pray all of you today, I pray all of you today that some of these promises will increase the measure of faith that God has given you so that you can further sue him, further... Uh, serve him. That's my prayer for you today. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Steve. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.